Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Believe in the Jets podcast, hosted by former Jet running back Lamont Jordan and myself, Jets X-Factors, Andrew Golden. It is going to be an awesome show. We are going to go every week and break down the upcoming game of the week for you guys, give our game plan for what we think needs to happen for the Jets to walk out with a win. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Really excited for you guys to go on and listen in. Jets are coming off a 45 to 30 loss to the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night football. They've had over a week of rest at this point to get back uh, in shape, to get ready for the Buffalo bills this Sunday. Lamont, let's go ahead and get started breaking down the Buffalo game. What is your first point on offense for the Jets to walk out with a win? Uh, first and foremost, um, hello to everybody listening. I'm excited to do this. Um, my just breaking down the you know the Jets last game against the Colts, and then looking at Buffalo's game against Jacksonville. Uh, first and foremost, the offensive line has to give the quarterback, whichever quarterback is going to start this week, you have to give the quarterback time to throw the ball. Uh, when you look at it from a passing standpoint, Buffalo's defense is ranked first all the way across the board. When you're talking yep. about versus the pass. So if you have to give the quarterback time to throw the ball, I think starting out first and foremost, if we're going to have a chance of even being in this game, you have to keep the quarterback upright. Yeah, I agree. I think that goes for every game. I mean, if you can't, if you can't win up front, especially on offense, that you're going to have a hard time winning the game point blank period. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, it's just that there are some games that, Hey, if the quarterback isn't upright all the time, you know, your defense can kind of keep you yeah. in and make special teams. Maybe you can run the ball, but a Buffalo team coming off of a disappointing loss to Jackson. Uh-huh. This is definitely a game that you have to keep the quarterback up, right? Because if you don't, yeah. this game can get out of hand early. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. The bills are going to be pissed. They're going to be looking for revenge. They're going to be looking to make a statement They're They are, they just got embarrassed by the Jaguars point blank period. They just got embarrassed. And the entire team is going to be angry and they're going to be looking to come back out and remind everybody why they were the Super Bowl favorite in the AFC at the start of the year. Uh, I'm right there with you. The defensive line is going to be charging. It's one of the strengths of the Bills defense. Uh, Shout out to Greg Rousseau is one of my draft favorites is doing a lot better than a lot of people thought he would do. That's beside the point. Um, You know, they got they got talent on that line and the Jets offensive line is going to have to hold up as best they can um, to get the ball out. We do know Mike White is starting. Uh, Sala announced that yesterday that Mike White is going to be starting again, uh, which even more stands to the offensive line because he's not as mobile as Wilson. Wilson is really good at being able to make people miss in the pocket, being able to escape pressure and make moves, uh, make plays on the edge. And Mike White just isn't doing that. It's not his game. It's not that that's a bad thing against him. Uh, He's being a lot more able to get the ball out quicker, process what's in front of him. But when you're talking about a pass rush standpoint, if the defensive ends don't have to worry about playing contain as much and everyone can worry about getting up field, makes it harder on the offensive line to block, makes it harder on the quarterback to hang in the pocket. It's all up to that offensive line. I think that's a great first point. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Um, You spoke about the Buffalo's defense. The one thing about watching this defense play, these guys are fast. Yep. These guys get to the ball. Even when you check the ball down to the running back over the ball, about four or five yards tight end sitting over the ball. As soon as they catch the ball, there's a Buffalo defender right there. So, you know, once we move past the offensive line, making sure 
sure that they're able to keep the quarterback upright. Um, I know for me, the next thing that I'm looking at from an offensive standpoint is you have to get Jameson Crowder the ball. You have yeah. to find a way to get Crowder the ball. I think that he's the best wide receiver on the team. Um, he plays the slot position, which I think the slot position can give Buff gives Buffalo uh, yep. uh, issues. Although no wide receiver does well against the Buffalo's defense, but if you yep. had to point to a wide receiver that has a shot, it would be the slot receiver. So I think my next point would be you have to find a way to get Jameson Crowder the ball. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, if you look at the Buffalo secondary, their four best players are their two safeties and their two outside corners. Uh, the weak link of that unit is their slot position. It's Taron Johnson. And he's not a bad player by any means. He's just the weak link of a really good unit. He's also coming off a concussion this week. He didn't, he was limited in practice on Wednesday coming off a concussion, which is not the most, not to downplay concussions, but it's not like an ankle injury where we're worried about his speed or explosion, but it is still an injury. It is mispractice time. It can still have an effect on the game in the end. And I completely agree that Carter, uh, that Jameson Crowder should be the main target of the passing offense early because there's no point testing Tredavious White. There's no point worrying about going deep with, you know, uh, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde back there. I'm, I would rather attack the weaker links of the Buffalo defense and with the strengths of the Jets offense, which I agree. I do think Crowder is probably the best receiver on this team from a, a whole collective standpoint of everything that he does, routes, hands, run after catch, being able to settle in zones, all of it. He probably is the best one we have. And he is going to be the guy that needs to be featured early and often on top of that, with what you had mentioned, I want to expand on your point about the, uh, the bills swarm into the ball because they do, they absolutely swarm to the ball. Whenever that ball is caught, it is they're They're very cover too heavy. They're very keep everything in front. And then we're going to come up and make our tackles. Tremaine Edmonds, their starting middle linebacker has a hamstring injury and he didn't practice Wednesday with that hamstring injury. Now that is an injury that does affect your explosion. That is an injury that does affect your ability to move and change direction. And especially for a guy like Tremaine Edmonds, who uses his athleticism as his number one trait, not being a hundred percent could have an impact. So this is where my next point is going to come in, whether Tremaine Edmonds is starting or not attack that position, because if he's starting, he's going to have a hurt hamstring, in which case I want to isolate Michael Carter on some option routes. And I want to give him the ability to chop up Edmonds in space, get him have to change direction quickly on that bad hamstring, let him come up and make a tackle against a guy as shifty as Michael Carter. We'll see how that goes. And if he's not playing, I'm attacking his backup the same way. Whoever Tremaine Edmonds backup is, that's now the new weak link on defense. They'll probably shift the play calling duties to Matt Milano. And if not, you're going to have a, a backup who's calling plays as well as everything else that he's trying to get in when he's getting in the game. I think that's the spot you have to attack. You have to attack with Crowder over the middle, whether it's isolating him uh, in zone coverage, trying to get him matched up on Edmonds, get Carter isolated on some option routes. You got to take advantage of this guy. If he's going to be playing hurt. And if he's not going to be playing because he's hurt, you got to take advantage of his backup because there's, like I said before, and like, I think we both agree, there's no point trying to fight through the teeth of this Buffalo defense and go against that tough secondary on the back end. There's no point trying to go bombs away down the field, uh, establish, things up front early make them come up and tackle make them take on your best players yes yes i i agree with you 100 on that um i think this is a situation where let, let's be honest you have the buffalo bills who you know everybody's going to say they're going to win the east and that mm -hmm. they are possibly a favorite to rep represent the afc and the super bowl all right 
You're playing against the New York Jets, all right, who are struggling this year. And you have two of your main players who either missed some practice time this week or didn't practice at all. Chances are, as a head coach, you're coming into that game saying, probably saying, you know what, we really don't need these two guys to beat the Jets. Let's go ahead and rest these guys. And there's a good chance that the Jets offense will be playing against backups on the defensive side of the ball. So that's something else to pay attention to. Um, You mentioned about, you know, you don't have to beat, you don't have to beat them deep. I think you have to take your deep shots. If you allow Buffalo to play eight men in the box, bring pressure, allow those corners to kind of sit on the underneath routes and then you could then break on them. You're talking about the possibilities of some pick sixes. So you definitely have to take some shots down the field, um, which brings me to my next point. uh, When we talk about Jameson Crowder, the wide receivers have to beat man-to-man coverage. Yeah. You have to be able to beat man-to-man coverage. I really think that Buffalo is going to play a single high safety. They're going to try to get pressure on white. Um, you have to be able to beat man-to-man coverage if you're at the wide receiver spot. And, hey, listen, I was watching the Jets last year. They have talent at the wide receiver position. Yes, they you do. Maybe even more this year. More? Yes, even more this year. When you talk about more, you have Crowder. I really wasn't a big fan of the Davis signing. I'm just not completely sold that he's a number one. Mm. Um, I like Berrios. He's a guy that you can get the ball in his hands. He can make some guys miss. Um, you got Keenan Cole. I mean, come on now. You got Keenan Cole. He's proven to make some plays in, in the passing game. Very underrated. Very, very, very underrated. Very, underrated. And then you also have Mims. I think offensively at the wide receiver core, we have enough weapons and we have guys that can get off of bump and run coverage who can run great man-to-man routes. We just yeah. have to see them do that against Buffalo if the Jets are going to have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You got to win your one-on-ones and especially with a team like Buffalo, where they're going to have a little more trust in their secondary to be one-on-one. They're going to be a little more comfortable leaving their guys out on islands, especially Tredavious white. Um, that's, you got to be able to win and, you know, beating Tredavious white in a one-on-one is no easy task. That's not, you know, that's easier said than done, but you still got to be able to do it. And you got to trust in your receiver talent to be able to win those matchups. And I think the good thing, like you said about the jets receiver talent is that it's not just one guy is that we're not just sitting here going, we need Corey Davis to beat Tredavious white one-on-one every play. And if we don't, we're going to have no passing offense. That's not the case. We can trust that Jamison Crowder can get in the slot and win some matchups. We can trust that Elijah Moore can win some matchups either outside or in the slot. And we've also seen Michael Floor has a handful of really good man beaters in his playbook. When he mm-hmm. sees man coverage, especially when he sees single high man, like what you're talking about, he's got mm-hmm. the answers for it. He'll, the Jets will get into the right play. Can your players win the one-on-ones given that they're in a good position to do so? That's going to be the question. And I completely agree that you can't just sit and throw underneath all day. The, the Bills are not going to be the Bengals. Mike White played well against Cincinnati, but if you throw for 400 yards and none of your passes are further than 15 yards in the air, you don't even attempt one further than 15 yards in the air. The defense let you do it. That's my opinion. That the, yeah. is, is, is if you throw for 400 off checkdowns, that's not on you. That's on the defense. And all credit to Mike White for for doing exactly what he should have done. Get the ball mm-hmm. out quick. Find the open man. If the guy, if Michael Carter is going to be open on a checkdown with nine yards of space between him and the next defender, give him the ball. I don't mm-hmm. disagree with the decision whatsoever, but it's going to be a different style of defense and you're going to have to be able to take your shots. Luckily we've seen Mike white do that in his drive against Indianapolis. We saw the deep dig to Elijah Moore. We saw the touchdown to Elijah Moore. We've seen him be able to throw the ball downfield. So we know that it's not a complete deficiency, 
but you definitely need to mix it in on top of your, your main attack of trying to get things going underneath. Cause otherwise you're right. The bills will squat, squat on it. And Tredavious white's going to end up with a pick six because he's squatting on a short curl route, or he's going to sit in zone and, and jump the stick and it's going to be a big play. Um, so that's going to take me to my last point on offense here, which you, I think completely led me into perfectly. You got to take shots downfield. How do you do that against a defense that's really strong in the secondary? And if they're not going to be running cover one, which I think we'll have our answers for if they do, the Bills' next biggest coverage is Tampa 2. They sit in cover two, and that's that's where they want to hang out. The ways you beat Tampa 2 usually are on the boundaries between the corners and the safeties or down mm-hmm. the middle in the seam. Those are the mm-hmm. main holes of a Tampa 2 defense. Well, like we just talked about, I'm not going after Trey White. I'm not going after Jordan Poyer. I'm not going to trust that Mike White can make hole shots against those guys. But I'd like Michael Carter running a running back seam on an injured Tremaine Edmonds. Mm -hmm. I like Jamison Crowder running slot seams up the middle. And -hmm. if you're going to get them in Tampa two, and you can read that it's Tampa two, that's when I go, I find my best three by one set. And I put my best receiver on the number three spot and have him run vertical up the middle of the field and say, whoever's a middle linebacker, go keep up. You want to, you want to play three up as three. Let's test that. Let's, let's figure that out. And, and I think that that is, that could be something we haven't seen much of from this team, especially with the tight ends out. Tyler Croft is hurt with a rib injury. He's not going to be playing. It's going to be Ryan Griffin and probably Kenny Yaboa as the two tight ends. I would rather trust Jamison Crowder or Corey Davis or Elijah Moore or even Michael Carter with the ball in their hands. Let's let them attack the seams. Let's let let's again, if Tremaine Edmonds is going to be playing with a hurt hamstring, I want him running all over the field. I, I want to make him move as much as possible. And I think that that is a sneaky way that you can get downfield passing yardage without having to just scheme up deep shots. Yes, I agree with you hundred um, percent. I would be shocked if they played Tampa too. I really believe that Buffalo feels like that. Well, first of all, if they do play Tampa two, that's because they have confidence in their front four that yep. they can get pressure on the quarterback, which goes back to my first point that the old line has Agreed. to pretend. I think Buffalo is they're, they're I think they're pretty predictable on defense. Uh, I really yeah. think they're, no, they are, but they do a great job of just doing yep. what they do. Um, yep. You bought the Tampa two, which, which, which was another offensive point for me which is the counter to taking the shots is take those little dinks and those dunks, you know, check the ball versus the cover two. the other softness is right there in the middle where that middle linebacker is vacating. Um, I watched a few times where um, I watched a few times where if we just check the ball down to the back, we're going to pick up yards. This game offensively is all about being efficient. Um, I did a podcast with, uh, I did a podcast last night with, um, Jason Dunn and Eric Warfield preparing for the Raiders and the Chiefs games. And I think that the Raiders and the Jets have this in common with regards to offensively what you have to do in order to give yourself a chance to win the game. You have to keep the clock moving. You cannot turn the ball over and you have to be efficient. That's yeah. what this game is about offensively. So if Buffalo's, if, listen, if Buffalo's not going to give us a deep ball, then we have to be very efficient on the underneath stuff Keep this game close, knowing, and as we get to what the Jets' defense have to do, knowing that in tight games, Josh Allen is prone to make a bonehead mistake that can cost his team game. So, yes, I agree. As we kind of do a recap, offensive line has to protect. We have to get off man-to-man coverage. Jameson Crowder has to be a focal point in the offense. 
And it is an absolute must that we take shots down the field so that Buffalo feels threatened, which would allow the which would allow the which will force the defense to kind of loosen up some, and then we can hit those underneath routes. Yeah. Yeah, on top of that, this is the last point I want to make that I neither of us have mentioned yet, but I think is is valuable to to both of our points. You got to establish the run. You got to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to so that that's going to help your offensive line and pass protection. It's going to keep the defensive ends from teeing off and pinning their ears back. If they're going to have to worry about playing the run, it's going to make things easier on Mike white. Cause play action is going to be available. And we've yes. seen that he's really good with his play fakes. And when he is on play action, he's able to, to read the defense and fool, you know, fool linebackers and move them out of their spot. You got to be able to win the ball, win the game in the trenches first, whether that's through the running game, whether that's through pass protection, you got to be able to control the line of scrimmage. And on top of that, like you're saying with efficiency on offense, and I completely and totally agree, you got to keep Josh Allen off the field. You yes. got to keep, you got to keep that offense on the bench because right now when we'll move right into defense next, but with the way the defense has been playing lately, if you give him more uh, as many chances on offense, you're going to walk away with 50 points dropped on your head. And the best, quite honestly, the best defense that you can play against this team is to keep them off the field. And if that means running a methodical offense, if that means dinking and dunking early, if that means running the ball and trying to establish that and trusting, you know, even if, if it's third and seven and you could dial up your, your deep shot play, well, maybe you call a screen this time and you just get the 11 to get the first down. That is going to be the key to this game is win time of possession, win the turnover battle, keep Mike white up front. Make sure the running game can stay efficient, set up play action, keep Josh Allen off the field. I think that's it offensively. I think we're both in agreement. I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah. All right, let's get to the defense then, because this is going to be a really, really interesting matchup. The Jets defense, quite honestly, has been horrendous the last handful of weeks. They gave up 45 points to Indy. They gave up 31 points to Cincinnati, and they gave up 54 points to the New England Patriots over the last three weeks. That's over 40 points a game over the last three games. That's absurd. That it yeah. is quite literally one of the worst stretches in team history in terms of yardage given up, points given up. It, it has not been good. And if you look at the Colts game specifically, the defensive line just got bullied. The yes. defensive line got blown off the ball. They got no push in the run game. The Colts, and they have a very strong offensive line. All credit to the Colts. And Frank Reich is, in my opinion, one of the better run game schemers in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But they needed to step up more. They needed to make more of an impact, especially with what's supposed to be the strength of this defense. That's, that is what really needed to happen. The defensive line needed to generate more pressure. And if they want to win against Buffalo, it, I think it's the exact same, not so much from the running game aspect because the bills don't so much want to run the ball. They're more of a, a pass heavy offense, but their offensive line is very solid. And if you give Josh Allen all day in the pocket to, to move around and make throws, he's going to find somebody downfield. So I think this is a huge, huge, huge game for Sheldon Rankins and Quinnen Williams, because you have to get interior pressure. You have to be able to get him up the middle and prevent my ideal game plan would be send as much pressure humanly possible up the middle and tell Shaq Lawson and Franklin Myers don't ever do anything but play contain. Yes. Play contain on the edge, prevent Allen from getting outside and put all our pressure up the middle so that he can't step up. Keep him in the pocket as much as you can focus on the interior of your pass rush. Cause that is the strength of the pass rush. Even is, is Quinnen Williams and Sheldon Rankins, I think have been the two best pass rushers on this team this year. And they're mm -hmm. both defensive tackles. Um, 
I I would say you got to attack up front. If Bryce Huff was playing in this game, it would be a different story because mm-hmm. you'd have that edge presence. You'd have that that quick burst off the edge. You'd be able to generate some pressure. But without him, with your defensive ends being Franklin Myers and Shaq Lawson, they just don't have the explosiveness to be able to win the corner that often. You got to be able to get pressure up the middle and you got to keep Allen in the pocket. Yeah, and and that was my that was my first point defensively is make Allen throw from the pocket. Yeah. You cannot allow him to get outside of the pocket. That's when it, it, it's, and I'll hit on this point further. Um, you want to keep him in the pocket, but he is prone to making those bonehead mistakes when he gets out of the pocket. Yeah. So first and foremost, you want to keep him in the pocket. Now, if if our defensive ends, Myers and Lawson, have a hard time getting that explosiveness off of the edge, then what they have to do, and you brought this point up, you talked about containing the edge. You yep. can contain the edge with your rush. If you know you're not going to get around the tackle, Absolutely. I had a chance to play with and Derek Burgess. Um, you think about when I played with the Jets, when we had John Abraham. Yeah. All right. Abraham was able to come off of that edge, but defensive ends, if they can't get the edge, they do a great job of containing the edge, but pushing the tackle back into the quarterback's pocket Yep. Get that pressure up the middle that you spoke about and force Josh Allen to, to, to just force the ball. I've seen him since he's been in the National Football League that if you put pressure on him, if you hit him enough, he's going to make some mistakes. He's yep. going to overthrow the ball. He's going to short hop the ball. He will make some mistakes. But it starts with being able to keep him in the pocket, um, which, which kind of leads to my next point, which is force him to roll left. Yeah, Josh Allen, when he gets in trouble, yes. it is his tendency that he always wants to roll right. Yep, Force him to roll left. He is not a better thrower when he rolls left. And most of the time when he rolls left, he doesn't feel comfortable. He's looking to run the ball. Now, the opposite of that, the opposite side of that, in the event that he does roll right, you do not want to allow Josh Allen to turn the corner. And what I mean yep. by turning the corner is he gets outside the pocket And now he's able to push his way towards the line of scrimmage. And now he puts the defense in a position that either he can run or he can throw the ball. If you can force him, if if he breaks pocket contain, force him to continue to work backwards. We have seen in Josh Allen's career that when when he's running backwards, he makes terrible decisions. So in the event that we do allow him to get outside the pocket, and chances are it's going to happen because that's just what does he's a very don't talented player turn, that's what happens yes yes don't allow him to turn a corner and force him force him to roll left if you can get him to go left i think that that gets into what we talked about offensively with being efficient on the offense that helps your defensive efficiency as long as you can get him going the opposite way yeah yeah i'm right there with you i'm right there with you um they cannot afford to let him play the i'm gonna scramble right all day and either the corner is going to come up and tackle me and I'm going to throw it over his head because he just gave up coverage or no one's going to give up their coverage. And I'm just going to run around the edge for 12 yards and keep the offense going. That has been a lot of jets bills games. The last handful of years is mm-hmm. the coverage downfield holds up pressure gets home. Allen makes a miss and then he starts rolling out to the right. And then he's in control of the play. You do not want to get in the position where Josh Allen is in control with a play as a defense. You want to be dictating what's happening. You want to be dictating what he can and cannot do. You want to prevent him from rolling to the right. The old, uh, the old bill Belichick strategy of what do they do best? We're going to take it away. That's, that's exactly what you got to do here. Um, 
you got to be able to provide pressure. You got to be able to keep him from rolling to the right. And you need to do that with contain from Franklin Myers or Shaq Lawson, whoever they put on the defensive end on that side. Um, on top of that, and I think this is this is a perfect lead into, into my next point here. Coverage-wise, I think the Jets are going to completely sell out against the deep ball. And quite honestly, I think they should. Because Marcus May is hurt. He's out for the year. We are going to be breaking in backup, which backup safeties that have played this year because the safeties have been hurt on and off. So you're going to have either Sherrod Neesman or Jared Wilson as your starting free safety. And you got Ashton Davis, who's playing in like his fourth game after IR, who was awful in the Colts game. He was, who was really, really bad in the Colts game. If I'm Josh Allen, if I'm Brian Dayball, if I'm the Buffalo Bills, I'm sitting here saying your safeties are not good. And I have one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL with two speedy wideouts on the outside and Stefan Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders. I want to throw deep. I want to attack that free safety. I want to dial up some scissors concepts and see if we can't get some post routes down the field and get some touchdowns. So sell out against it. Dare the bills to run the ball. Mm -hmm. Dare the bills to go slow. Dare them to dink and dunk. Dare them to be what they don't want to be. Mm -hmm. Dare them to become an offense that is not their strategy. Uh, And on my other podcast on the Oklahoma drill, one of my co-hosts, Vitor Paiva is an absolutely great uh, writer. He's former quarterback works, uh, plays in the Brazil league. Very, very smart, very, very attentive to detail. And he's made a point the last few weeks that just like shook me to my core because it's so right. You have to look at matchups in terms of what do offenses want to do and where do they want to run the strength of their offense? If you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, their offenses run through their wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Their offenses run through Joe Burrow in their passing game. They wanted to get Jamar chase the ball. They wanted to get Tyler Boyd, the ball. They're not so much worried about using Joe Mixon to ground and pound with the run game, win games in the trenches. They want to air it out. Well, the Jets defense is better equipped against teams like that. Their cornerbacks have been a lot better than people have expected, especially Bryce Hall, I think is, is quite literally an elite cornerback right now. And no one's talking about him. And the defensive line is being more aggressive and being more, you know, less so worried about containing gaps and playing, you know, the most sound defense. They're aggressive. They want to get upfield. Well, that also plays into the hand against Cincinnati Bengals because they aren't going to try and run the ball. They aren't going to be as creative in their run schemes. They're not going to call the trap plays or the screens or, or anything to take advantage of that aggression. And then you go to the Colts game and it's the exact opposite. The Colts run their offense through their offensive line, through their running backs and through their tight ends. And the Jets got destroyed Mm -hmm. and the Jets got absolutely destroyed because their offensive line was able to take advantage. Jonathan Taylor is an animal. Naeem Hines, they used in any amount of ways they could screens, traps, any way to take advantage of the aggression up front on the D line and put the linebackers in conflict. That's what the Colts did. And their Mm -hmm. offense was unstoppable. They averaged almost 10 yards of play. This is, that was a bad matchup. Now you go to Buffalo. It's they're like Cincinnati. They don't want to run the ball. They don't Mm -hmm. want to win the game in the trenches. They want to air it out. They want to let Josh Allen throw 45 times a game and, and win the ball downfield and trust Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders to win, to win downfield that plays into our hand. Mm -hmm. I think that really actually plays into our hand because if you sell out to the deep, to the deep ball and you say, okay, we don't have Marcus may Ashton Davis is coming back. We're going to sit in our 
because the Jets run a lot of cover three on early downs. They run some cover four on early downs. We're going to sit in our, in our soft zone. We're going to back off. We're going to try and take away the deep ball. And we're going to sit there and say, if you want to play underneath, play underneath, we'll come up, we'll rally and tackle and basically play the same style of defense. The Buffalo bills play, which is keep everything in front and rally to the ball. Mm -hmm. You can't just let them beat you deep for free. And I think with what you're saying with Josh Allen and bonehead mistakes, you give him enough chances where he wants to throw the deep ball and it's just not there. He's going to force it. Eventually he's going to, going to force it. And that's when you take advantage and that's when you get your turnover. That could be the game changer. I think you don't, this game is over before it even starts. If you just let them throw bombs over your head. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. And that led to my, to my next, to, to my next defensive point is you have to eliminate the big plays. You have to eliminate yep. Buffalo's big plays. Buffalo, like you said, they want to get the ball down the field. Yeah. I think they're coming in here to try and absolutely destroy the Jets. Yeah. They're coming in to absolutely destroy the Jets. Exactly. Um, we, we, we talked about keeping keeping Allen in the pocket. We talked about those different things. Um, we, under no circumstances, under no circumstances, can this Jets defense allow Buffalo to get the run game going? I think that that is Buffalo's Achilles heel is the fact that they don't have a a run game. You look at the two teams that you come into this season that you, that everybody's saying is going to rep, you know, is going to play in the AFC championship, which are the Kansas city chiefs and the Buffalo bills. Well, those teams run similar style offenses. Very they want to fall down the field. They don't rely on their running game, which I think is going to be the, which is going to be to the demise of both of those teams is that they yep. don't utilize the running game and Buffalo doesn't show patience in the running game. If Not they aren't able to get the run game going, those guys are just going to keep dropping Josh Allen back and he's just going to keep slinging it, which brings me to my next point after eliminating the big play is we cannot allow Buffalo to catch these underneath routes. They run these little shallow crosses, these four to six yard routes, sometimes to Beasley. Sometimes they'll have digs yeah. lined up all the way out wide. We have to rally to the ball and make those tackles. We cannot allow these guys to catch these underneath passes and then run for 14, 15 yards yep. because that's no different than a bigger, that's no different than a big play. Yeah. Those are those are the Bills running plays practically. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's since they don't want to actually run the ball with their running backs and call actual running plays, those short passes kind of supplant their running game. Mm -hmm. And those kind of work in the same way of get the ball underneath, let guys make plays in space. And you got to be able to come up and rally and tackle. And, And I completely and totally agree. But like what you're saying, I think is exactly what the Jets should hope for is the bills are going to be stubborn. If the Mm -hmm. running game isn't there, even if the Jets are daring them to run the ball, and even after they just watched the Colts put up 200 and something yards rushing against this Jets defensive line, I think Mm -hmm. they're still going to want to throw downfield. I think they're going to want to be aggressive. I think they're pissed off because they just lost to the Jaguars and they want to make a statement. And that over-aggression is going to bite them in the ass. That over-aggression is going to be their downfall because if you take that away, and you leave the underneath open and you say, go ahead, run the ball, beat us with Devin Singletary instead of Stephon Diggs. They're not going to want to do it. They're Mm going to be stubborn. They're going to want to keep trying to throw the ball downfield, or they're going to turn to those short passes underneath. And they're going to try and let ball, let Beasley or Sanders get the ball and make some plays in space. 
you got to be able to take away that deep ball and eliminate the explosive plays first and foremost, because that's going to even this game out in terms of an, a firepower standpoint. If you want to look at it as the bills have a hell of a lot more firepower on offense than the jets do. And the jets have talent on offense. They're not deficient by any means, but the bills are a different animal. You need to even that out. You need to take away the bill's ability to be so explosive and be so dangerous. If you turn them into a dink and dunk team, now you can keep up. Yes. Yes. And, and, and that's the key. I, I really think that the jets have a chance in this game. If they eliminate the big plays and my other point from a defensive standpoint, when we're talking about Josh Allen, yes, we talked about making sure we keep him in the pocket. These two defensive tackles have to make sure that they maintain rush integrity. Because yeah. if you leave just a slightest hole in the middle and Josh Allen takes that hole and he scrambles for 15 or 20 yards because the defensive tackles weren't in, they didn't maintain rush integrity, that's something that's going to be a huge problem for the Jets. So being able to push the lineman back into Josh Allen's pot and in, back into Josh Allen's lap from there. He's going to vacate out of the back of the pocket. And from there, it's all about it's all about the pursuit. So we yeah. can't allow the Jets run game to get going. And when we talk about the run game, I'm not just talking about Singletary and Moss because yeah. the Jets, I mean, the, the Bills have shown they will call some design yeah. quarterback ISOs, things of that yeah. nature. And Josh GB Power, Allen, all of that. Yes, yeah. all of that. Josh Allen has proven that he can be very dangerous in those situations. If you can just force Buffalo to get inside of the red zone with their lack of a run game, now you really have a chance. Make this a field yeah. goal game like the Jacksonville Jaguars did. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the uh, – you copy the Jags' game plan, quite honestly. I mean, you just saw what can work against the Buffalo Bills, and it was mm -hmm. get pressure on Josh Allen early and often, keep him mm -hmm. in the pocket, and trust that they're not going to want to beat you with the run game, and they won't. Yeah. They They won't. They'll be too stubborn. They won't do it. And, and even if it's wide open for them, they'll still give Devin Singletary nine carries for the game. And it's not going to be an efficient style of play. Like you're saying, and the same goes for the chiefs. We're seeing that happen to the chiefs this year where mm -hmm. they can't run the ball. So teams are just saying playing too deep and just dropping everybody back and saying, okay, but you're not going to run. You're not going to beat us underneath. You're not going to, you're not going to ground and pound us. So we'll just take it away until you prove that you can beat us underneath and ground and pound us. And the chiefs can't do it. And either they aren't capable of it or they aren't trying enough to do it. And the same is going to go for Buffalo. If, yep. if you, if you get them into the position where you make them dink and dunk and they don't dink and dunk, you're mm -hmm. going to get three and ass. Yes. You're going to, you're going to stop them. You're going to get yep. into third and long. You're going to get into better situations for your defense and situational football is going to win this game. Yes. Like being able to know what the down and distance is, being able to make the right call at the right time. If it's the end of the half and, and you're, you're driving down, maybe you don't automatically just say, Oh, touchdown or bust in this two minute drill. Those three points might matter. Those yeah. three points might, might come down and be the difference in the game. You got to get the most out of every one of your drives and you got to give Buffalo as few drives on offense as you can. Yes. Yes, I agree with you 100%. Now, from a defensive standpoint, let's say that they're able to do all of those things, and this is a close game. The yeah. thing that you have to watch out for if you're on the defensive side of the ball is the trick play and the misdirection. If yes. this game gets close, you have to expect that Buffalo is going to do some trick play 
that's going to just try to be- break the spirits yep. of the Jets. That's going to give them the momentum that they need. So if the Jets can maintain a close game defensively, be efficient offensively, and for crying out loud, hold on to the ball. You cannot afford turnovers against an offense as powerful and explosive as the Buffalo Bills. So if the defense is able to do all the things that we talked about, they have to maintain their discipline and avoid the trick play in the misdirection. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And if they don't, it's, it's going to be a backyard football type of game. It's going to be, it's just going to be go out there and let the best man win. Yes. None of the scheme will matter. None of the, none of the coaching you've done all week is going to matter. It's just going to be that guy's more talented than your guys. And that's why he wins. Yep. And you need to take that away. This is a, a game where off pure talent, the bills win. They are yes. the more talented team. It is not a secret. It's not a surprise to anybody. If this is just about talent versus talent, it's not going to go well. You have mm-hmm. to be able to get your scheme involved. You have to be able to outsmart the Bills before you can think about outplaying them. Yes. Yes, I agree with you 100% on that one. All right, Lamont, let's finish up here. Let's get into our bets of the week. Uh, it's going to be a fun segment where every week we are going to each provide a prop bet, whether it's going to be over, under, score total, random prop bet that we can find, anything to get the betting juices flowing now that that is becoming more prevalent. I'll go ahead and start things off here. Um, we've talked a lot about what needs to happen on defense to keep things uh, from being out of hand. And quite honestly, I think we can talk until we're blue in the face about what needs to happen. It's easier said than done. And I'm just worried that this defensive line is not going to be able to get enough pressure consistently to prevent the Josh Allen rollouts and prevent the, the throws downfield off broken plays. I think the schemed up deep shots are going to be taken away. Even with the backup safeties, I think the jets are going to know that that's, what's going to be the target. And I think they're going to do what they can to take that away but it's when you get the rollouts and you get Allen on the move and the broken play happens, then you can't really defend that. You can't draw up a defense for that. It's kind of out of your hands. And I think there's going to be a handful of times where that ends up happening on top of that. Just looking at the, the recent trends of these two teams, barring the Jacksonville game, they've been giving up a handful of points. They've been, they've been, they've been scoring. Teams have been scoring not only on the bills, but they've also been scoring on the jets as we've talked about in in excess. So Mm -hmm. the over under for this game is 47 and a half. And I think it's going to hit the over Mm -hmm. Uh, on top of just what we've talked about with the matchup wise. I think the bills, if they do play a lot of man coverage, quite honestly, I think the jets will win. I think they'll beat the man coverage. I think they have the plays and the players to do so. And I think Mike White's decisive and accurate to get them the ball in space and let them take advantage. So I think this could be a high scoring game. And I think that this could very easily go over 47 and a half. That's less than 24 points per team. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a 28, 24 game. That's the over. And I think that it definitely could happen on top of that. And over the last 13 road games, the bills have played, they've hit the over nine times. Okay. Wow. On top of that, the jets have hit the over in their last five straight games. Wow. Okay. So trends, just if we want to look at it from film, I think it could be a high scoring game mm-hmm. matchup in general, player to player. I think it could be high scoring and the statistical trends to top it all off shows that these teams are giving up points. I think yeah. if you, if you had to put a bet down, I'm taking the over. Um, I, I, I like that. I like that. I, uh, for me and Jets fans may not like to hear this. I'm going to take the 11 that you're getting for Buffalo. Uh, I, I think that Buffalo wins this game by 11 or more. Uh, when yep. you talk about the injuries that we have to May and just at the safety position, 
Uh, you look at the fact that Buffalo is coming off of a devastating loss, in my opinion, to the Jaguars. Yep. I think that these guys are going to be out to prove a point, especially in a situation where, hey, let's just face it. Right now, Buffalo, if there is one place you do not want to go in January, you do not want to have to go into Buffalo. And so yep. Buffalo is a team that's not only fighting for the AFC East, they're also a team that's fighting for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yep. I really think that they they bounce back against the Jets. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo minus uh, minus 11. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I, I agree with all the points that you made, especially with the new playoff format where there's only one first round by every game matters and every yep. division game matters and every conference game matters that much more. You know, the Jags are in the AFC. That hurts them. That hurts yep. them a lot. That's going to hurt them when it comes to a tiebreaker where they have one more AFC loss than another. They can't afford to drop two in a row in the AFC. Yep. If they want to come away with this number one seed and they want to avoid having to go into Kansas city, or they want to avoid having to go into to Baltimore or whatever the, whoever ends up being the number one seed in the AFC, if it's not Buffalo, they don't mm -hmm. want to be the ones going there. They yes. want to be the ones at home. Like you said, Buffalo in January is a nightmare and yes. you want to make it that nightmare for the other teams. I think the bills are going to be playing with their hairs on fire. I yes. think they're going to be, they're going to be charged up. I think Sean McDermott is a, a really, really good coach. I don't think he gets fooled more, not twice, not twice in a row. And he's not going to be caught sleeping twice in a row. Cause that's what happened against the Jaguars. The bills were caught sleeping. They looked past him. They, they sat there and said, we're the bills. You're the Jags. It's a road game. You know, we're going to come down there and we're just going to have fun in Florida and party. And, and that's mm -hmm. going to be it. We'll walk out with a win against the Jags. They're nothing. And they got, and this is the NFL. Robert Salas says it all the time. The difference between player a and player Z is minuscule and everybody's a professional. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's the hundred percent truth. The 53rd best player on an NFL team would be the first best player on damn near every college team in the country. Yep. And that it is the talent level. Any given Sunday is real. We just saw what the jets did against the Bengals. Most mm -hmm. improbable win of the last God knows how many years backup quarterback coming off a complete stomping and you come out and, and upset the number one seeded Bengals at home. Anything can happen. The bills aren't going to fall for that again. Yeah. They're going to, they're not going to fall for that twice in a row. They are going to be on their P's and Q's, especially against a division opponent too. This is a division game. This yes. is a rivalry game. This is not just a, you know, a, oh, we're just going to look past the Jets. They want to beat the Jets because they want to win the rivalry. Yes. They want the bragging rights. This is yes. even more motivation for this team. That's why Belichick dropped 50 on the Jets. It's a rivalry. Yes. You don't like it? Stop them. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's that's what it is. And and I, I completely agree. I think this is going to be a, I think the Jets are going to play well. I don't think they're going to play enough to ultimately walk away with a win, but I do think they're going to play well overall. I think the offense is going to play well. I think the defense is going to do everything they can against this team. But at the end of the day, I think it's just going to be too high scoring. And I think I'm with you. I think the bills could walk out with a win and it could definitely be by at least 11. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that and this would be my last point. I think one of the worst things that happened for the jets in this game is that the Bills lost to Jacksonville. Yes. Last. I think if the Bills beat Jacksonville last week, I think that we're looking at the Jets being a team yep. that the Bills kind now of Now you're the, yep, uh-huh, 100%. And so, you know, coming off of back-to-back -back road games for the Bills, you lost your first one. Now I believe this game is in New York. It is, uh, yep. I, I really think the Bills are going to come out on fire looking to to bounce back from that. And, and the Bills losing to Jacksonville, 
I just really think that the Jets are going to receive the punishment for that. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see it. I, I could, it's poor timing for, for the bills to drop <laughs> a, a random game right before yeah. this, but it w- it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the Jets if it didn't work out like that. Hey, Hey. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that does it for a first episode. This was a lot of fun. I cannot wait to get more into this. Uh, Lamont, go ahead, drop your Twitter handle so the people can find you and then we can go ahead and call this a day. Yes. You can catch me on Twitter at coach Jordan 34 and on Instagram, I'm Lamont Jordan underscore 34. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Golden underscore 17, as well as keep an eye out for Jets X Factor for all my work there. And as well, also the OKD podcast, Oklahoma Drill Podcast. That's my other show on Jets X Factor. Make sure you guys check that out too. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode. We hope to be back in the future with plenty more, lots of breakdowns, lots of good bets, lots of good information. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.